Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And you're joining me today to continue a series I have titled Inner Growth. And today we're going to be talking about empowering your compassion observer. This is the person that's inside of all of us that loves us and understands us and wants us to be happier and to understand how to deal with people in healthier ways. We're going to be talking about how we can empower that compassionate observer and how we can overcome obstacles in our personal and professional life. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your very first time listening, welcome, welcome. So glad you're here. I know you could be at a whole bunch of other places. I'm glad you're spending your time with me. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so as soon as I drop another episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety-split. And for those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes, I really appreciate your time. If you've been loving the things that you've been hearing, make sure that you write me a review, send me a message at hello at deniseglee.com, and I would love to send you a little token of appreciation for the positive review and obviously for helping grow this community. And if you have any kind of questions or comments or you would love for me to talk a little bit more about it, sending me a message is definitely the best way that you can get that support. And if you haven't done so already, let's get social on social media. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter, Denise T. Lee, or on my LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, where you'll get motivated, inspired, and encouraged to become the best self that you are designed to be. And lastly, a lot of the things I'm be talking about is actually more of a private one-on-one experience for clients who enroll in the royalty program. The royalty program is a six-month mentorship program with me where we talk 50% business, 50% mindset, and 100% of love. We'll be analyzing not just how you work, but how you interact with people and helping you nourish yourself in a positive way. You can find more about the royalty program on denisetealy.com. Click the courses tab. And this is actually a continuation of my Inner Grove series. If you haven't listened to it, make sure that you go look on the archives. The first one was Inner Grove called The Three Voices. But today we're going to be on the the series Inner Grove Empowering Your Compassionate Observer. And we're going to be diving a little bit more into that concept of the compassionate observer. But just as a recap for those of who you who haven't listened to the first part of the series of my inner growth series, I outlined three different types of voices that are inside of us. These are the things that help us understand ourselves and understand our world. And I outlined that we have our cheerleader, we have our critic, and we also have an observer. And each one of these emotions or these and each of these voices, our critic and our cheerleader, they have their good and their bad. You have to listen to the prior podcast to talk about the good versus bad. But our observer is different. Our observer is the one that is completely unbiased and caring and compassionate and can see things from an objective standpoint. 
And for a lot of us, we've been going on autopilot with either our inner critic or our inner cheerleader so much to the point where we have totally lost any idea of some of the patterns that we have created in terms of getting into dysfunctional relationships or not being able to grow our business or not being able to take chance. There's so many different flavors of, of how our critic or our cheerleader can literally run rampant. And I don't want you to not feel supported. And that's why we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can empower our compassionate observer. Because I think for a lot of us, we may know that we're in these traumatic situations, but we don't really know how to get out. Imagine you've been stuck on this roller coaster ride and for the first few times going on the roller coaster was obviously fun you had the highs and the lows the twists and the turns and you love the adrenaline you you love the excitement of it but after a few more times even though you're so hooked on the adrenaline rush you know that you need to get off but you don't quite know how to find the exit <laughs> perhaps it could be with a family dynamic or perhaps you find yourself picking the same type of clients over and over again they have different names but the same type of per personality where they're demanding and they're critical or perhaps you find yourself getting to these angry rage cycles if somebody doesn't agree with you or perhaps you feel a little jealous or insecure if you're online you're seeing some people who seem like they're amassing tons of followers and you're just barely eking out one or two followers a month and these are all patterns of either our critic or our cheerleader driving us either from euphoria to depression to sadness to insecurity and all these emotions can feel exhausting and overwhelming so much so that it can actually just keep us crumpled if we don't actually take a hold of it. And that's why we're going to be talking about some things that we can do to help recognize when we're going into these cycles and how we can get out of it. Because I definitely have been there, pot the t-shirt, and I want to support you if you want your way out of it. And again, I talk, this is just a high level overview, guys, that this is not something that I want you to think that this within itself, this episode, this podcast is complete. There's so much more that I can unpack. Um, I do that for my royalty clients. And I also want you to have a little glimpse, a little glimmer of what more can be done if you really are interested in diving into more of this work with me. Anyway, that being said, let's talk about this. I've identified five, but there's way more of ways that we cannot understand where our compassionate observer is. These are kind of the ways that we can identify, oh my goodness, I've allowed my my critic or a part of me disassociate and not being connected with reality. And we're going to talk about the ways that we can it can manifest and how we can get out of it. But first of all, let's just identify. We can't heal from our hurts if we don't choose to identify it. That's how we're going to get out of this. Okay. Now, the first one I have on my list is being unable to regulate emotions. 
Oh my goodness. As I'm talking about this, whew, I can, <laughs> I'm laughing to myself because I, I have found myself in spirals of the past of just constant rage or sadness. I'll never forget this. This was, this happened about 10 years ago, but even the memory of it just seems so fresh to me. Just thinking about it right now. I remember I was working at this particular federal location and because I guess there were so many people who were speeding to exit the property to get onto the main road they assigned a federal police agent to monitor people who weren't coming to complete stop and just pausing before they left to cross the intersection or whatever and I remember a police officer flagged me and I remember just at first trying to talk myself out of it, or rather talk the police officer out of it, out of getting give, ticketing me. He's like, I we're having a zero and grace period about this. Everybody's getting a ticket. We're just sending the message that you need to come to complete stop. No excuses whatsoever. And I remember pleading with him and then getting emotional about, oh my goodness, now I'm going to have a, a ticket record. And then the cycle of fear and then despair and then all the sadness and I just started crying crying I remember the police officer asked me like are you okay miss do you need help and I'm like I don't know I'm fine I'm fine but I can't believe I'm having this ticket and I thought for myself that as soon as he recognized that I was crying I was in getting emotional that he would stop writing the ticket but of course he gave me the ticket <laughs> but it didn't stop my body from stopping the emotional spiral into chaos and confusion and I gave you this example of that to show that this behavior was actually modeled from my mother I saw my mother frequently having meltdowns over the most innocuous things or things that were not a big deal in hindsight thinking about I remember with this particular incident with the the speedy the stop sign ticket I shouldn't say speed the stop sign ticket I went to court it was a first time offense I was put on probation or whatever and after a year like I was fine I got cleared for my record it was no big deal but in that moment I was gonna lose my driver's license and I was going to be able to only uh access transportation via a public bus and all these insane things were going through my mind and it was modeled from to me from my past and I just kept on the continuation of of that drama I don't really know any way else to say it but drama and if that's you that's a pattern I just want to show you that the best way in those situations for you to just stop it right then and there is literally asking yourself what options do I have as a grown person now? Like, what can I do now? I think for a lot of us, when we're going into the spiral of chaos and confusion, we forget the power that we have as adults. And I want to let you know that you have tremendous amounts of power. Okay. Now, let's navigate and talk about number two is overly focused on appearance. Overly focused on appearance can come in a lot of different flavors. It can obviously come into our physical appearance, but it can also be about our achievements and our accolades. And definitely this gets magnified to the nth degree if those of you guys who are spending time on social media and looking for the likes and followers and all that stuff and 
that can really distort your idea of your worth, your ability to connect with people, your ability to obviously provide an income for your family. If you guys are actively trying to grow your business even more beyond just a side hustle. And this appearances thing on the surface, it may seem like an okay thing, but with we're going to be a compassion observer. We're going to enable our passionate observer. Our compassionate observer may have to ask themselves, are we doing this because we really feel proud of our worth and our recognition and we just want to help others or trying to extend our hand to reach out and helping other people or are we doing this to cover up our own insecurities or fears? That's the question that you need to ask your compassion observer to communicate that idea and only you know what that looks like and if that's the case if you're coming from a place of wounding or hurt or insecurity I want you to think back in your mind and ask yourself where that comes from for me I think about when I was growing up there was a huge huge emphasis that you always had to have your hair looking together, that you couldn't have your hair looking disheveled. And to be honest with you, I would go back and forth with these crazy cycles of going to the hairstylist and trying to have my hair done nicely and then years going by and never even having my hair cut. And it was a very sick cycle of me from being utterly obsessed to having no self-care routine at all for my my hair and it was rooted in a lot of shame and a lot of insecurity about who I was that's the appearances that I'm talking about but if we're going to kick in our compassionate observer we need to be asking ourselves some better questions some questions such as what is healthy for me at this point for me to take care of myself what does that look like how does that look like in terms of how I treat myself not just physically but emotionally what am I doing to make myself feel loved and secure forget about interacting with other people how can I do that right now for myself to take care of myself in a deeper more positive way I think for a lot of us we haven't had that moment of, of that clarity. And I want to assure you that there's a voice inside of you that absolutely knows the right thing to do in terms of your own self-care, how you interact with others, how you project your own confidence, okay? Now let's navigate and talk about number three is unable to create boundaries. Now, woof, woof. <laughs> I'm, I'm going like whoosh noises because this is definitely something that I've, I've literally have devoted a full session alone with clients talking about what boundaries are, what they look like. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with boundaries, basically it's about discussion of where you end and where someone else begins. And for a lot of people who have grown up and a chaotic or dysfunctional or just a traumatic situation, even as an adult, you've experienced hurt, a lot of hurts and pains. There's a hard time understanding what you need and what you can provide and what you should expect from other people. This is what happens when you don't trust yourself, you outsource your worth to others. And unfortunately, you when people don't know you 
and who you are as a human being on a deeper, more compassion level, it just devolves into chaos and confusion and even more hurt and pain. Again, I talk a lot this more in depth with my private clients and my royalty program. Again, if you're curious about what where that is and what that looks like, you can find it at denisegeely.com. Click the courses tab and then go into royalty. But for the purpose of our time with one another, creating boundaries is literally tapping into our inner our inner compassionate observer and asking herself, what do I need right now? What is possible for me to give out? Perhaps I need to take a break. Perhaps I need to take a rest. Acknowledge it. You don't have to minimize it. You don't have to avoid the pain from it. I think for a lot of us who've grown up in very chaotic, confusion environments, it almost felt that by us expressing our need was a crime. And if that's the case, you don't have to feel like it's a crime for you to be open and honest with yourself. There's so much pain from people I've talked with over the years who's told me that, Denise, for the longest time, I didn't feel it was okay for me to express how I was feeling or what was going on in my heart. There was just so much confusion from either my coworkers or from my family or friends that it didn't seem right. There was always emergencies that needed to be taken care of and I had to shelve my discomfort or my feelings of anxiety for the moment. And if that's you, if that's what you've experienced, it's it's understandable why you may not have a clear idea of your boundaries, your needs, and your wants. But even just you acknowledging the fact that you've come from so many different situations where it was hard and you came to the other side, you should give yourself a, a pat on your back and, and give yourself a big smile and understand that there is so much more ahead of you than behind you. And that just acknowledging the fact that you can improve your boundaries that's a huge one, at least for me, as I think even to myself about some of the things that I've gone through. I am not a victim. I'm a victor. And I acknowledge the fact that even today, even with all the work that I have done, there's so much more work that can be done. And understand that it's a process and allow your compassionate observer to acknowledge what you need in that instant and what you're expecting and what is actual going to help you comfort yourself in whatever situation you are in with your family, your friends, your coworkers, your clients, and understand that you have a right to communicate your needs and you have a right to express them. No, And how people react, it's okay, but you don't have to shut yourself down in order to make someone else feel okay. And don't let any other people's own unawareness with their own emotional problems diminish your right to express your needs okay now let's mosey on over to number four is lack of individual identity that's a little overlap with boundaries but with a twist for a lot of us who have grown up with people who are very a diva or overly emotional or they themselves lacked boundaries or you were in always a state of shock or confusion. I'll never forget this happened to me when I was 
I think 19 or 20. And I had a situation when I was growing up where my father just did not pay his bills on time. He was just erratic with his bills. And one of the things that he just didn't do properly was pay some sometimes his electricity bills. And I remember just rushing to have certain things paid back on time before it got shut off. And I remember my family, not a family member, but a a close friend of mine told me, wow, it's almost like you're the woman of this household. You're just trying to pay things and you're trying to cover expenses and trying to figure things out. And it felt weird to be said, to be said that at first I thought it was a compliment, but I realized that that was just completely inappropriate. The bills weren't in my name. Okay. If you can identify with being a way adult and, situation where you really were supposed to be a child or perhaps you're in a working with a client and your client is constantly demanding you to do stuff that's above and beyond your what you were contractually you agreed to do but you're afraid of annoying them or you're afraid of a negative review or you're afraid of just saying have anyone saying something negative about you that's a clear indication that it's not really about that particular client or family member or whatever but it's really about you feeling a sense of fear of your own individual identity meaning that I'm only okay if people like me I'm only okay if no one's saying anything bad. And this is where I want to activate your compassionate observer again and say, who are you really? What are you able to provide? What can you do? What is reasonable? What is practical? Now, I know I'm saying all of this really fast. I want you to, if you need to re-listen to this podcast again, if you need to recapture some of the thoughts that I said. But the whole point of my time with you on that is to say that for a lot of us, we have developed a sense of deep shame because people who were inappropriate in our interaction with us in a personal or professional manner took advantage of us because of their own issues, okay? Now, lastly, number five is deny reality. Now, this is, wow, this is, again, another really big thing. It comes to mind this idea of gaslighting and for those of you who aren't familiar with the gaslighting it actually came from a movie of of the same title gaslighting and it was a 1944 movie and it was this woman who was being manipulated by her husband the literally the they had a light going on and off the husband was trying to convince her like the electricity wasn't working with literally a gaslight and it's been kind of coined into used in common day situations where trying to literally make people question their own reality as a form of manipulation to to gain power and to make people feel that they're not witnessing reality okay and causing people to literally just lose their mind in the process. And for a lot of us, we have experienced gaslighting from a boss who said they were going to promote us sometime soon and never did. Or we might be gaslighted from clients who said that they'll give us more contract money if they 
see us perform more and, and they never deliver. Gaslighting can come in so many different flavors, but the, for the purposes of our time with one another is that if we have come to believe lies so much, we question what we're observing and we question what reality is and it's hard to look things objectively when we've so convinced ourselves that what the person is saying is to be true and that's why I want to activate your compassionate observer into the situation and ask yourself some questions is what they're saying lining up with reality number one Am my needs being fulfilled or is this a violation of what was agreed upon? And number three is, is there a way that I can speak up for myself and improve my situation? Those are three of one of probably many more questions. I Again, I talk a little bit more about creating boundaries with clients and, and my royalty program. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I want you to understand that it's not easy, especially if you're so accustomed to people lying to you or just having all this drama. It's hard to acknowledge, oh, snap, there's a better way of doing things there. I don't have to tolerate this insanity. This is not even necessary anymore. I think for a lot of us, we've come to accept and tolerate insanity. And I want to let you know that there is a better way of doing things. Now let's recap some of the highlights of our conversation. This is a continuation of the Inner Growth series. Again, check out the prior podcast if you want to check out the original one. It was talking about the three voices, the critic, the cheerleader, and the observer. But now we're, we're talking about how we can activate our observer. And we talked about number one, unable to regulate emotions. Number two, overly focused on appearance. Number three, unable to create boundaries. Number four, lack of individual identity. Number five, deny reality. And for each of the examples that I mentioned, I want you to really ask yourself, some object objective questions about what you're witnessing what's really happening are your needs being really fulfilled what is within your power how are you not able to speak up and literally explain why how is it because you are fearful of someone saying something negative to you are you fearful of losing a, a relationship or a contract or a job in some cases the best thing is to lose it because there's no reason in staying miserable and unhappy in a situation or perhaps you need to speak up and express what you need Again, I talk a lot more in detail with this with my private clients, but for the purposes of our time with one another, I want you to understand that you're not alone. You are not the only one who's dealing with this. So be passionate with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. If you need to, literally just ask someone and say, hey, look, I've been working on my boundaries. I'm working on just being more compassionate with myself. This is why I may need to take a break or this is why we need to reformat how we interact with one another. And if they don't respect that, then clearly that's a clear indication for you that you need to modify or in in some cases terminate the relationship or distance yourself. You have to decide what's best for you in your personal or your professional. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you really love this podcast, I really appreciate, again, if you would um, write me a review or forward this message to someone else who could benefit from this. Well, that is it. Thank you for listening. Take care and be awesome.